This episode was recorded prior to a dreadful COVID-19 outbreak. As much as we'd like you to discuss Slovak towns and villages, we kindly ask you to postpone your trips for later. In the meantime, you can discover Slovakia through spectacular Slovakia episodes, like this one you're about to listen to. Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, the travel podcast in which we talk about all things Slovak, from food to folklore and everything in between. My name is Anna Faye, and today I will speak once again with my co-host Peter Dehopolets, this time about Bukonets, uh, which is in the Levice district near Banská Šťavnica. So welcome back, Peter. How are you? Quite exhausted, but still good. Thanks yeah, all for... these uh, these trips you're going on. <laughs> uh, so today you're gonna tell us about uh, Pukanets. So can you describe yeah. first exactly where in Slovakia it is? Pukanets is like it's a village, but it used to be a rural town, and you can find it not far from Banskashanets. And I think everyone knows Banskashanets. It's a popular town in the country, not just for Slovaks, but also for tourists, like everyone mm-hmm. goes there, which is a mistake. I mean, you, I mean, it's not a mistake, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I mean, you can also visit, if you're in Banskoschenica, it's worth visiting Pukanic as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Okay. So you're very pro visiting uh, Pukanic. <laughs> and so why, why did you pick this trip, first of all? Because we have like a lot of former rural towns that used to be popular just for mining, and everyone just talking about Banska Šťavnica, Banska Bystrica, and Pukan is is sort of just because it's a village. I think it's sort of forgotten. Like we have the platform, so let's just use the platform and promote Pukanets. <laughs> okay, and so how do we get to this amazing, fantastic place? Obviously, you can't use a train in this case. Um, <laughs> so you need a car or you just need a bus. And I think from Banska Šťavnica, you can get one or even from Nitra or Levitsen. Okay. And now, can you elaborate on the history of Pukanet? So you mentioned briefly that uh, it used to be a royal much town. A, yeah. yeah, a royal mining town and also a, a, a mining town. Yeah. Um, so can you elaborate on that? So I should say that the first mention comes from... 1075 and mining itself it just appeared in this region in the 13th century after the Tatars and their raids <laughs> ended in this region and then after the Tatars like German settlers came to this region and they basically knew the technology the mining technology and they were supported by 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 the king so this region became sort of germanized the german language was like the main language at this point and later on uh, 1321 pukanets it used to have different names but at this point pukanets became a royal town so they didn't have to pay taxes for instance but everything they mined uh, it went to the king so they had their rights but money <laughs> it went to the king right okay <laughs> and so nowadays you can find a lot of interesting things there so uh what are some highlights would you say i mean i would say that you should start a trip um it's sort of an exhibition hall or a museum where you can learn a lot about the history and what i found uh, interesting is that so there was this guy 
called Samko Shikej and he was a barrel maker, uh, which was quite a thing in the past. I mean, you can find someone making barrels even today in the village, but back then it was quite popular. Um, and so he was a barrel maker and at one point he just decided that he's going to travel the world. So he traveled around the world um, and no one really knows what happened to him. But I think like oh. what we know is that his trips ended in, in Africa. And from there, he didn't get back home. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, like he was an adventurer. So. Okay. An adventurous barrel maker. That certainly <laughs> sounds interesting. <laughs> so that's one, one of the things you can learn uh, if you visit that museum in the village. But other than that, I mean, a beautiful square surrounded by these houses built by miners. Then you have like a beautiful church, for instance, which is quite unusual because it used to have two towers. Um, the usual one, it used to have like 20, more than 20 windows. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> and then a smaller tower uh, used to be above the entrance to the church. Yeah, at one point there were like two towers, which is sort of interesting. And inside you can see these beautiful altars made mm-hmm. by Meister Pavel from Levocha uh, and also city walls, mm-hmm. it's, which is quite an interesting story because these German miners were quite rich uh, compared to Slovaks. So they were separated by the city walls. Okay, so the city walls are still very much intact, would you say, or...? Is it sort of the case of Bratislava where only one side remains? Yeah, probably like that. So you can see one wall, which is like a, at some point four meters high, but it's not like sort of like a fortification system you see mm-hmm. all around the city. But when you visit the church uh, nearby, you can see also city walls. Mm-hmm. There's also three educational trails that you can go on. Yeah. One on mining, one on <laughs> wooden gutters, <laughs> and the third is on winemaking and mulberry trees. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. very different trails. Can you uh, explain what one can see on each trail? Well, let's just start with the one opened in 2005, and that's the one on mining. Um, it just explains the whole history and how the mining arrived sort of happened to be in this region and how the because this region is really popular for they they created a specific system how because for mining water is really important but um at some point there was lack of water so they created this water system and they collected rain and they created dams and the water came to these dams and then from the dams using those wooden gutters they took the water from the dams to, to, to mines. So this educational path explains the whole history of that. And uh, also outside the city, there is um, a dam called Stamposki Teich. Teich is a specific word just for these dams uh, in the region around Banska Stjaunica. Okay. So Stamposki Teich, when you get there, you just don't see it. The first thing you see is actually like an old house. And in the past, it used to be sort of like a post office. But the one, you know, like in the past, they used coaches to deliver mail. So this was the that type of, of a post office. When you are there, you just like walk for for a few minutes and you reach the dim Stamposki Tai. But it's not, you, you, there is no sign. You just need to follow like another path. But I mean, as soon as you see the path, you're straight there. So 
I wouldn't be worried about that. Okay, <laughs> so that's the one on mining, and I'm very curious about this trail on wooden gutters. <laughs> Is it interesting? <laughs> well, it's um, it's a very short one, so you have like three uh, boards that explain this system of wooden gutters, which I had talked about previously. So I don't know. I mean. I think the third one is much, much more interesting and a bit longer than the one on wooden cutters. Right. So the third one is about winemaking and yeah. mulberry trees, which does sound very interesting. So can you <laughs> explain further? <laughs> well, also the village itself, it's, it wasn't just about mining or crafts because we should say that when mining declined, crafts were another thing important for the village. And um, t- even today, you can see like a craft fair, which is and uh, worth visiting. Uh, also, winemaking. So you can see vineyards around the village, and they are quite specific because they are like the highest placed vineyards in the whole of Slovakia. Between these vineyards, you can see this tree is. So it's quite a unique combination, and also. Uh, you can't really find the this type of trees in the country. I mean, Pukanins, I think maybe even in Central Europe, it's like the only place where this type of tree really grows in such a huge amount. Mm, okay, so that's cool. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that after mining declined, the village people sort of turned to crafts. Yeah. Um, so what sort of crafts are are still prevalent today or at least have a strong history there? We can say that pottery making it was quite uh, quite a thing and kinds in the past. You can find one guy in the village that still dedicates his time to pottery making, and you can visit him and you can try to make your own pottery if you would like to. Yeah, so pottery making that was quite a thing, and also they had this. It's called pukanska roja, so pukanets rose. Which uh, which is an, um, a typical improvement uh, for, just from this village, so it's sort of like a rose of brown, blue, white, and green color. So oh, it's quite well, definitely unique and quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. And another one, another craft that was quite popular, and we already mentioned that it was uh, making barrels, wooden barrels. Mm-hmm. And does that still prevail after the barrel maker? disappeared <laughs> in Africa? Oh. Or... <laughs> um, you can definitely find someone there, mm-hmm. but not that many people do that today because it's also quite difficult to make mm-hmm. a wooden barrel because it's not like you cut the tree and then <laughs> it takes like it a should, week or yeah. two weeks to mm-hmm. create one. It takes, as long as I'm concerned, like at least one year to get one wooden barrel done. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's taxing work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so in the actual village, are there um, places you can go to, to say, enjoy a cup of coffee or some local food? Well, maybe a pub. Yeah, (laughs) that's always a You can can find that everywhere in Slovakia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) is there a particular time in the year you would suggest visiting a Pukunets? Definitely summer. Autumn is quite because at the time you know in the vineyard they just collect mm-hmm. grapes so well okay i guess i will start planning my trip there <laughs> so thank you so much peter thanks
If you would like to listen to more Spectacular Slovakia, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and of course at spectator.sk. While you're on spectator.sk, be sure to check out our wide range of travel guides. These pocket-sized guides are packed with useful information and will help you discover all the spectacular sites Slovakia has to offer. Thanks for lending an ear, listeners.